Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode number 78 of the WP Cafe Show. I'm your host, Mark Wilkinson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Keith Devon. And uh, in this episode, we're going to be chatting about support and navigating our way through product support and things like that. So hopefully you'll find that interesting. And if you've got mm. anything else that you would like to discuss, any questions that you would like to ask, as always, we'd love you to get involved in the comments whether you're watching along live on YouTube or perhaps even on Twitter, then let us know in the comments. And also let us know who you are, where you are, and where you're watching from. It's nice to see some familiar faces. Yeah. Um, how was your week, Keith? You're looking very formal there, by the way. I just wondered that's uh, yeah, that's going I'm, on today. It's not often uh, you see me with a collar on. Uh, <laughs> so I'm off, to, I'm off to an event tonight. So uh, for my wife's birthday, we are going to a silent disco in Canterbury Cathedral, of all places, uh, which I thought was a very, very strange venue. Like, it's going to be beautiful and look absolutely yeah. spectacular. But a kind of party in, yeah, England's highest uh, church in the Christian Christianity seems a little bit odd. And in fact, it's so odd that it made the national news yesterday. So people were talking about, about it on TV shows yesterday. Um there you go. So there could there could even be a little protest outside <laughs> as we're going in. <laughs> so it should add, add to the atmosphere in, in one way or another. Um, yeah. But yeah, it should, should be fun. So we're just going to go and have a little boogie. It's like 90s, uh, 90s music. So you've got like, I think there's going to be three channels on the headphones. So there's going right. to be like indie stuff, poppy stuff, and dancey stuff. So you right. can kind of choose what you're listening to and everyone's, yeah, should be fun. Should be fun. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yeah. yeah. So Good. how about you? How's your week been? Um, usual, really. Just cracking on with stuff. Um, kind of outside of this WordPressy world. I've been I finished my home networking, which has been nice. Yeah. I've actually really enjoyed it. From going from like really frustrated to uh, when you finish the project and it all works, it's like wow. Actually, I'm quite good at this stuff. So yeah, it's um it's been good. So I've got everything hooked up, got some Ethernet cables running around. Managed to uh, crimp them all in, you know, you do with the sockets and yeah. uh, do the little plugs on the end. That was quite cool. So, uh, yeah, everything's hooked up there. I've just got a few little bit of tidying up to do down in my office, down in my right-hand side here. You can't see it off camera, but it's a bit of a bird's nest in the corner, so I need to do that, um, yeah. which I attempted to do last night. And I, I, uh, my son was moaning at me. He's like, oh, when's the internet going to be on, Dad? I've got this, I don't know, Fortnite tournament or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> at six yeah. o'clock and I was like it's fine it'll be back on we've just got one or two jobs to do so I finished in his room and then I came down here and I thought I'll just tidy up these cables here and I'm just not thinking I just unplugged it <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so he's like dad the internet's oh. gone <laughs> oh no yeah so I was like quick plug that back in and everything's back to normal so yeah, yeah good. so yeah, it was good fun good fun cool anyway on to today's show uh, yeah. thank you for joining us Tony Kieran Paul and Elliot, thank you very much. Um, if, you, if you haven't said hello in the chat, please do so. If you've not subscribed to the channel, please do so. Please like this video as well. It always helps us out. So yeah. today we are going to be talking about um, support. So the, the, the title of this video was, and I can't remember it now, I'm going to have to load it to be able to find the title of this video, Navigating the Fine Line of Free Customer Support. So we've had a, obviously we've got our products and we, we do support for those and We've had a number of instances recently where we're getting uh, support requests come through 
Mm. And both Keith and I are in the, uh, well, that's not really support. That's more you want to sort of push our product a little bit further than what it should probably be doing outside the box. And then you're sort of in this period where you're torn, aren't you? Because you're like, do you know what? That's probably only going to take 20 minutes, you know, to just hook in a button or, you know, hide something with CSS or or something like that. But So I think the question is, where do you draw the line on what you're happy to do as support and yeah. what you're not happy to do as support? Yeah. And I think this this we've got the two products. We've got our RecPress product, <clears throat> which is our job board uh, service, and service is the key word there, I think. And we've got Job Relay, which is more of a, it does this, pretty much. That's all it does. And I think Job Relay is much more easier to define what is and what is not Job Relay, whereas RecPress being a service is a bit more difficult. How do you actually define what the client gets? And therefore, sometimes you can have sympathy with them when they request something that's not included in what the, what they actually get. Yeah. So... Um, no, what are your thoughts, Keith? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, well, firstly, even even though you're right about the difference between Job Relay and RackPress in the sense that Job Relay has a very tightly defined scope, um, we still get this for Job Relay. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not like it's just plain sailing and people just totally get it. Um, like, for for example, the other day we we're installing job relay i offered the RecPress product so just as a quick refresher job relay is the data integration so it is purely concerned with getting job data from one bit of software into your wordpress site and we save it wherever you want that job data saved then our RecPress product is if you want us to build your wordpress job board for you so that's the kind of difference so someone buying job relay i asked them what kind of job system they had on the website I offered RecPress. They didn't take it. And I said, right, well, you're going to have to do it yourself. I recommend something like WP Job Manager. And then there's a series of emails of this guy asking me how to get WP Job Manager set up. I was just like, this is, that's, you, you've bought you've bought Job Relay. You didn't buy RecPress. So yeah. you, this is on you. And I I just always, I hate that feeling. I, I hate the feeling of not being helpful, especially when you know You've got the expertise. You know how to do it. You know how to answer the question. But you know that answering the question or just doing that little thing leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then they're asking you to walk them through the whole process of the thing that you offered as a service in the first place. Yep. So so I kind of didn't really answer your question. But like that's that's kind of just saying that even within Job Relay, it kind of escalates and, and partly because we've got the two products, I think there's a little bit of gray area sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're together, but, aren't they? But I think, yeah, but it, it it's easy with, I know, you, I think any product <clears throat> will always have people that ask things that are slightly outside of the scope. I'm just saying it's much easier with job really. It seems to have much it is. more fixed boundaries. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it defines what it is and what it isn't. Whereas RecPress is not quite the yeah. same. And I, I think, We've worked to do on that, I think, definitely. Yeah, so I think like there's there's different things we need to 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 think about. The first is when when we're selling the product, when we're selling RackPress, are we are we being as clear as we can be 
about the scope of it and what it is and what it isn't. Part of the problem is that we don't really know that yet because it's still a product that's sort of being developed and sometimes things are easy, sometimes they're not. I'll come to an example of that probably later on. So there's there's that initial phase. So there's like, or some of our marketing material could could probably be improved. Our sales calls potentially could be improved, like talking through some of these limitations that kind of like keep cropping up. So you said something earlier, like we've got a demo job board on the website. We could just point people there and say, look, if what you're looking for isn't on that, let yeah. us know because there's a good chance it's not included in this product and it'll be additional work. So there's yeah. that whole side of things, like just trying to make things clearer up front. Stuff will still slip through. We will still get requests for functionality. And then so the next part of the of the puzzle is how do we respond to those requests? Which which parts, which things do we just do? Because like we said, sometimes they're really quick and easy and they're really obvious to us how to how to resolve. Which things do we not do? And in that case, how do we push back? In fact, in both cases, how do we push back? Because even if we do the small things, do we do it with a caveat that this was kind of outside of scope. We won't be doing much more of this. Hmm. Or, but it just, it always just comes back to me. It's just like, I just don't feel like I'm being helpful. Uh, I, I kind of like empathize with the customer. It's like, I just want to add this button. Like, why are you being so awkward? It's like, we're being so awkward because like, this is a productized service that we've built to like quickly install and configure, which is why it's the price it is. And we can't just like endlessly customize things for everybody. But yeah, it's really tricky. But then, just to, like you say, I just want to add this button. But like back to my DIY project. So I'm I'm getting some quotes from an electrician <clears throat> to put some sockets where I've put my network switch because I don't have a switch. So at the moment, I've just got an extension cable leading under the door, which is a bit rubbish. So if I asked the electrician to come along and said, I want a quote for putting two two sockets into here. And he says, you know, that's 200 quid. And then when he gets here, oh, can you just put one over there as well? I'd expect to pay for that. Yeah. So why would they not expect to pay for adding the button? Do you know, do you know, so yeah. I don't think we should be. What's the word? We don't. We shouldn't feel bad about what, charging them for these things. We should get over that almost and and say if you want something extra, then you're going to have to pay for it. And I think Sam says that here. Regardless of the time the job takes, it needs to be chargeable. I think he's right, and that's if you want to do it at all. Lots of plugins like Gravity Forms would ask you to go and find your own developer. And I think that also highlights something we've got to decide. If people want us to do extra work, are we going to be the ones that say, yes, we'll do it? <clears throat> or do we say, like Sam just said, that's possible with RecPress. Here's some documentation that you can go and use to do it. Mm. Go and find a developer to do it. Or yeah, are part... we going to be that developer that they find? Part of the problem is we don't have that documentation yet. Um, so yes. we, I don't, we don't have all of the kind of hooks and filters and, you know, the way it's all styled with CSS and stuff like all, all that stuff isn't, isn't really well documented. <sighs> yeah. But it still comes down to the fact that did they know what they were signing up to in the first place and how we solve that? Because I, I don't have anything to go back to said, you know, that button that you've just asked me to include, you know, isn't part of this product and, you know. There's yeah. just it's a very loose scope, and we and we do say you know this is a done for you service. You know we're 
you know, it's based off WP Job Manager, and we are installing, configuring, styling that plugin plus a suite of other plugins that work well together to create this product. And like all of those, all those products have their own features. And like, so are we giving access to all of those features? I don't know. It, you know, WP Job Manager does a lot out of the box that we aren't actually using within RecPress as well. So like, is it fair for the customer to assume that they're going to get those features? I don't, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a really tricky one. Maybe we just need to be very, very prescriptive about the features that we support. You know, I think we need two things. I think I said this earlier today, I think so on our uh, pricing page, we've got, um, so so they pay, um, they pay a monthly or or an annual fee for, for the product for RecPress. And then we do charge a one-off fee at the start of it, where and we use that to do the branding and setting up and styling and configuration. So I do think we should have a page that outlines exactly what we do, what we set up. You know, we're mm-hmm. setting up the job listings page, we're setting up the single job template, and you know, maybe what that entails, what is going to be output on that page. You know, you're going to get the job title, the description, the metadata, which includes X, Y, and Z. You're going to get the consultant picture output if you wanted to do that that sort of thing and then like you said here's an example of that on the demo page so you can see it in action you're going to get this but you're going to get it branded to your brand and you know potentially things moved around slightly if if necessary i think that would really help it would help define what you're going to do for that setup fee and so forth and then if they come in and say oh well i want a back button or i want a call to action at the bottom of here well it's not there. It doesn't. We t- we said that at the start. So I think the very first step. I think that's what we should do. Outline that, and that would help. Just give you that thing to go back to and say, look, when we when you signed up for this, you know, this is what we agreed you were going to deliver for you. Yeah. And if nothing else, they can refer back to it. So I think that would help definitely. Yeah, I think Mark. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in, Mark. Kind of agrees. He says the sales documentation or the info on the site needs to include text which says what the product includes and what additional support costs. I think that's probably quite important. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that people aren't... Because we're expensive, partly because we don't actually want to be doing that kind of custom work at the minute because we want to be developing the products. Um, so we do tend to be expensive. And that makes me, again, feel like I'm kind of like, is gouging the right term? Like... We've kind of locked someone into a system and then we're just going to like rinse them for all the money they're worth with all these extra charges and fees, which isn't what we're trying to do at all. Like, I don't want, I don't want any of this additional work, <laughs> you know, in an ideal world, we'll just set it up and it'll, and it'll work perfectly for them. And we won't have to charge them extra and extra and extra. That's not something we want to be doing. Um, but it's just, you know, because of the way we value our time in certain ways, it kind of works out like that. And we tend to be expensive. And that, again, makes me feel a little bit kind of gross about the situation. It's it's yeah, yeah it's really tricky. I think the other thing that makes it hard to define a scope is that we're integrating this with different WordPress websites. Yeah. Some are using Elementor, some are using Avada, some are using Divi, some are, well, they're not, but some might be using the block editor. Some might be using completely custom themes and things. So it's very difficult. What What is actually extremely simple in Elementor might be very difficult in something else. So it's very hard to sort of put a 
definition on you know how hard is just doing x because it all depends not just on our plugin it depends what you're using in your website and the way in which you're mm. setting up your pages and so forth so that can be quite tricky as well yeah have we any more comments we do we... i'm just gonna uh i'm just gonna add a few here so sam says i think this is in response to mark howell's needs previous comment he says but mark they're a plug-in business not an agency they don't do timesheets quoted jobs etc it sounds harsh but that's just not a service they offer I, it it is i don't know if you're saying that that's what we should say sam which is maybe what we should say um <laughs> but uh we we kind of we are a hybrid at the minute we do do we still do like service kind of based work project based work so maybe that's part of the confusion is that we still feel within ourselves that we are a WordPress development agency, but we've also got some products. So maybe we yeah. need to be more clear about, about the lines there, but that I thought that was an interesting, interesting point. And then Mark says the free time you have to assign to support is the main reason I don't publish my own plugins. It's not free. Like we are charging, like these aren't free plugins and we do charge an annual or monthly subscription. So we are getting paid over time to do things, um, mainly just to keep things working. I think that's the kind of main service that, you know, the subscription provides to make sure like compatibility issues are fixed, any kind of issues around updates. And like with WP job manager changes something, we'll fix our code. If the other plugins change something, we'll fix our code. Um, so I don't kind of see it as support being free. We are getting paid for that, but it's just defining support. Like, is, is this a genuine, feature that is should be included in our product that isn't working properly um or is this something outside kind of outside of scope but um mm -hmm. i would very much encourage people to publish their plugins because that is where the success of job relay came from in the first place it was it was mark publishing a plugin that he probably thought no one would ever use uh and it turns into a bit of a success story for us um years down the line so I, I would i would encourage it but it is um i would i think i'd probably only encourage it mark you might have a different opinion on this uh if you are going to charge for it it really depends on the plugin but it's yeah yeah you, you can potentially get yourself into a whole lot of free support time if you're publishing stuff on the .org repo yeah i think to take mark's point what i meant was free support is out of the scope. Sorry, it's so saying I've got myself confused now. Um, if you're putting a plugin on .org, I think I'm saying this, but we've done this, so I don't know why I'm saying it. You you need to have a monetization strategy. Now, most of them, it's the freemium option with a pro add-on, isn't it? That's why they do it. Because do you want to be supporting people on there for free? Because people will expect it. I don't know. Um, as it happens, the plugin that I put on there, the free plugin, actually led to a lot of work because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't really a plug and play thing. You know, you needed some experience of doing it, and I put brief documentation and so on. And obviously, people could go and read the plugin and understand what it does. But most people wanted some assistance with it, and they wanted some assistance with styling it and making it look as mm. they wanted it. And that's where the, the money came from to start with. And then, obviously, that turned into Job Relay, uh, which is which is a paid for product. So I think that's yeah. the thing I'd say. But um, you, yeah, you can't offer free forever for everything. Yeah, so. 
you need There's, to have a strategy. Oh, I just want to pick up on a few. Uh, so, so like Craig says here, I believe the context was about Gravity Forms. Gravity Forms are a plug-in business, not an agency. So Gravity Forms has been mentioned a few times, and it's actually an example that we use between ourselves quite often. Like, what would Gravity Forms do in this situation? The problem with that is that RackPress is not a plugin in this. It's 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 a service. So and you don't download it and do it yourself. That's exactly. Whereas you do it's gravity not... forms, you download it, you read the docs, you learn how to use it, and then you go on yourself. Yeah. So RackPress <laughs> is a done for you service, including installing the plugin, activating the plugin, configuring the pl I say plugin plugins, configuring the plugins, styling everything, and managing it going forward, which is not at all what Gravity Forms is. So the comparisons with Gravity Forms, they work works better with Job Relay for us than it does with RackPress. RackPress is very much still kind of, it's like a, I think the term is productized service. I think we've said that before. It's uh, yeah. it's more of a productized service than a pure so, product. Question for the audience then, uh, I think we've had trouble with this. Can anyone think of any other WordPress products, productized services that do something like this where you're buying a, you know, it's a plugin or a product, but yeah. it's a, not not something that you download and do yourself you probably pay monthly or annually for it, yet someone else comes and does some sort of setup or initial configuration or work for you. Because I we can't think of one actually. Yeah. Um, maybe that's because. Like, does do anyone that. do it? I guess like a done for you WooCommerce, but WooCommerce that's kind of like the whole website in a way. Yeah. Um, interesting to see actually. if anyone knows of any anyone because it'd be nice to actually go and have a look and like what sort of things does do they do for support and things like that? Have they got any of the same sort of uh, yeah. you know, documentation we could like get inspiration from or something? Don't so I can't think the, of The other thing I'd, I'd love the audience to help us with uh, is, is the wording, how we actually tell a customer that what they're looking for is maybe outside of scope of the product and offer the kind of solutions without it sounding like we're kind of doing some kind of sleazy upsell um, and that we're being unhelpful. Um, I don't really know. I think the way we're trying to do it at the minute is, hey, sorry, that's not included. We can give you a bit of guidance as in, you know, you can use this hook or this bit of CSS or, you know, check out the documentation on this page once that's all done. Um, good luck kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, th I think that's probably the best way to, to do it. Um, and I think yeah. the other thing is I just need a thicker skin with this stuff. I just need to be like, yeah. I, need to, yeah. I need to let it bounce off me a bit more because it has been it has been tough. Like, it has been tough. Yeah. Craig says, my gut feeling is it just needs a tighter scope <clears throat> and an upfront note that if you want something outside of this, we'll charge you X per hour. I think that's dead sensible, really. Yeah. And, you know, and we will do these things, but potentially... But we need to charge for them, obviously. Yeah. Uh, oops. Elliot says um, that's what an agency does. They just aren't transparent about what they use. So I think. Yeah. Are, are you suggesting that our product is actually not really a product? It's just a service that we use, that our agency is yeah. doing. I think. He, I think he's saying that that's what most WordPress agencies do. Is they have a they have a collection of yeah. bits of software, themes, plugins, etc. That they know how to use and they install them for, as a service. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, which is true. which is kind of true. Our our scope is slightly tighter, and it's like within you know we're not building the whole website. I think that's the big difference. We're just yep. coming in and handling a part of a WordPress website. We're not getting involved with the overall look and feel. We're not touching the headers and footers. You know, we're trying to just insert our stuff in two templates, and then that's us. That kind of done. But um, but I, I was, that's an interesting point from Elliot. I think a lot yeah. of agencies are kind of similar. Um, and then Mark says it's only a sleazy upsell if it's not clear before the sale or agreement um, what's included. Yep. So I think we've I think we've come away from this with a bit of work to do. Um, Got to get some scope defined, haven't we? And get some docs written get, and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Get yeah. I think yeah. I think that's I think that's good. Um, so thank you, thank you for your help, everybody. That's that's been yeah. that's been really really useful actually. Um, we're already on twenty five minutes, so I was just. The other thing I just wanted to quickly briefly mention that kind of sort of amused me uh, in the last couple of days, um, but also I think it's kind of a bit of a problem in our community. Um, I don't know if this is just a tech thing or if it's just a human thing, but there was a bit of chat about the interactivity API um, in the last couple of days. Yoast uh, came out and said something along the lines of, I see that there's this new API. Can someone please explain it to me? Because I don't really know what it's for, which is exactly how I feel. Like I've looked at the documentation. I've looked, I've even looked at a demo and I still don't really understand what it's for. So Yoast put this up and there was loads of replies. This was on X. So there's like load, there's loads of replies. It's like, oh, it just it's it's a wrapper for this thing. Oh, it allows like transactional HTML behaviors. Like, so like what what? Like in English, oh, please. It allows, <laughs> it, it and there was a there was an example and it was like, oh, if you want to fire an event with you know by clicking a button, you just do this thing. I'm like, I know how to fire events in JavaScript by clicking buttons. Like, what is this doing that's new that I couldn't do before or that's making 10 times easier than it was before. And like, I just, I feel that people, I think it probably is a tacky thing because we're, we're kind of tacky nerds and we, we like kind of the, the details of how stuff works rather than the why, like, why are we doing stuff at all? Um, and I'm not saying that this interactive interactivity API isn't going to be phenomenally useful. It may well be. And I kind of hope it is, but I, I was just left thinking, after reading all those responses, I still don't know what it's for. <laughs> like, and I know that um, my friend Nick was the same. He was actually in the comments, just being like, "Still don't understand." And Yoast a few times, he was he he was replying to the replies, saying, "I'm stupider than this. I still don't get it." You know. So yeah, I just I just thought it was a really interesting kind of little case study of how I don't know what the right word is. It's not vision. It's just like. Someone, people being able to explain things, the why behind things uh, to, to a layman or to kind of low-level developers like me, um, I think that's missing. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to build something, there's no point building it if you can't explain to someone what to do with it and why it's there because they won't use it, obviously. Yeah, and I, yeah. I still don't know what it is, really, to be honest. Presumably, allows you to do some sort of interactivity with what uh, i'm not entirely sure we're not entirely yeah. sure yeah um i i don't know if that's tongue-in-cheek elliot so elliot says it's just a react virtual dom for wordpress 
Yeah. I I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> or why I would want that. So uh yeah, it's yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand it. I mean I don't I don't really kind of necessarily feel like I need to learn it right now. I appreciate all the comments. Um it, it's yeah. I still don't know why we need it, basically. I think Mark says uh where is it? Lots uh here we go. The interactive oh, I can't even say it. Interactivity API <laughs> is for developers who don't know how to do it and who want to work on an existing basis within a team. Don't know how to do what? <laughs> yeah. like, what are they what, trying to it? do that they don't know? <laughs> uh, and then he says, it doesn't make sense if you know how to write your own code, but it still feels very tech. Like, if you know how to write your own code? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Who's it for then? If, if it's not for developers, I, I'm absolutely confused i think it's trying to standardize some stuff that we tend to do with javascript i think that's know. that's all i'll say but uh, essentially yeah. i just got um remkus's latest wordpress newsletter in my inbox and it says interactivity api <laughs> so if you signed up to remkus's newsletter maybe you'll be able to read that and understand what it is I don't know. oh yeah yeah we'll see well yeah yeah that's biggest for, for another day yeah. once once we actually understand it and maybe maybe use it we'll uh we'll report back and see if we can do also do a terrible job of explaining what it is and why you might want to use it but, uh, oh dear anyway right i think we better wrap it up um we've done nearly half an hour which is uh yeah. which is good um i think we'll be back next week won't we don't think, think so. anything in the calendar that says we're not so it'll be good thank yeah. you as always, for joining us for episode 78. And uh, again, give us a like if you can. That'd be great. Other than that, we will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Yeah. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining, Bye. everyone. Bye.